Hi everyone, my name is Madeline Holly Rosing. I am the writer creator of the steampunk supernatural series, Boston Metaphysical Society. And for those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's about an ex-Pinkerton detective, a spirit photographer, and a genius scientist who battles supernatural forces in late 1800s Boston. Hi everyone, my name is Emily C.A. Snyder. I am a voice actor um, and many other hats, as many people are. But in this case, I get to voice the role of Caitlin O'Sullivan, who is the spirit photographer and medium and uh, an Irish last from Boston. Uh, and I'm very glad to be here and to be on your wee little podcast. <laughs> oh, I do have to mention that, that Emily, Emily and I actually did meet. Uh, she lives in New York. I live in California. Um, when I was at New York Comic Con, uh, she joined me uh, on Friday and worked the table and did it in character as Caitlin and charmed the hell out of people and and sold stuff. I go to the bathroom and I come back and there'll be cash on the table. So she and I are going to be talking <laughs> later about me hiring her to come for a day next year if if you know you're willing willing and able because as she discovered. Oh, yeah. it, really hard work because uh, I think you went home and crashed yeah. after that, didn't you? You didn't even wake up till the next morning. I, I did. <laughs> no, no. That was one uh, now I know to bring uh, even better footwear. <laughs> but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it was the first time I got to go to New York Comic Con, even though I've been here this whole time. Um, and it was really delightful to to meet you, Madeline, and honestly, to to watch you as you uh, describe the world of everything since you've been living uh, with these characters and in this world for so long. Uh, so I was just an apprentice at your feet. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you uh, who, like I said, who are new, uh, we started out with a six issue graphic novel and have um, expanded into four sequels, uh, art by Emily Hugh and Gwen Tavares. Uh, there's also prose uh, to uh, prequels to the graphic novel, uh, the novel Storm of Secrets and the anthology Prelude. Uh, so I decided to like add to my repertoire of um, uh, doing an audio drama, which I entirely blame on Eddie Louise, uh, mainly because uh, you don't know, Eddie Louise and Chip Michael are part of my, my production team. And they are the co-creators of uh, Sage and Savant, uh, which was on for, for four years as an audio drama, uh, a steampunk sci-fi. And so when she convinced me to do this, I said, well, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing. So you you have to work for me. So I, I hired her and Chip. And Chip uh, does the uh, engineering. He was the director and he's also the composer. Uh, so he wears many, many hats. This is a very lean and, and mean team, as they say. Uh, Eddie Louise was a script editor and overall mentor in educating me in this production in this world and in the business itself. Um, so when uh, this story, uh, The Ghost Ship, was originally... How do I describe it? Um... I originally developed Boston Metaphysical as a TV pilot when I was at MFA program at UCLA. And one of the classes I took required us to write a fifth episode, being that, meaning that if you can write a fifth episode, then the series has legs. 
So the ghost ship actually was that fifth episode. And so I adapted it. it it's changed a lot from that original story. Uh, the, the core story remained the same. The core premise remained the same. Um, but I added in like Thomas Edison, I actually added in later and, and I changed some crucial things. Um, because it was going into a different medium. It wasn't, it was no longer visual. It was auditory. And I knew that some things just were not going to work. Uh, and Eddie Louise agreed that like, yeah, it's not going to work. So, uh, I did research on how to write an audio drama. Um, there's actually a number of websites. The BBC has a ton of scripts. Uh, and just so I would have it structured so the production team and the actors could read it and, and basically know where the hell they were on the page, um, be able to follow along. You know, that's kind of important. It was very helpful. Uh, yeah. And what was interesting is that since I'm a, a visual writer, obviously coming from, you know, screen to comics and, uh, you know, and prose, I would first think of things visually, then have to translate them into auditory. And probably that wasn't as difficult as making sure as you weren't, the writing wasn't over expositional. Um, I tried very hard to keep the narration down to the bare minimum, just enough to clarify anything and move us on to the next scene. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was a real interesting experience, and uh, if if we go into a second season, which is which would be a new story, the ghost ship is a complete story, uh, standalone um, within the Boston metaphysical universe. Uh, it actually takes place during the original six issue miniseries. I kind of refer to it as a case files of Boston metaphysical society, and it kind of fits in between the what's going on in the original six issue miniseries so there are a couple little things that are said or hinted at in the ghost ship that refers to that but it never goes into it deeply at all so yeah it was it was it was a challenge but it was fun i'll tell you my journey shall i uh <laughs> basically um, there are a couple different sites that will mention that there are auditions for audio dramas. And what Madeline did, since it comes from a graphic novel background, is they had gorgeous art already for, for just the title of The Ghost Ship. And um, I saw that and I, I think I bookmarked it like start it, favorited it, and like took a screenshot to remind myself to, <laughs> to audition for this thing. Um, because it's, it's so much the genre that I love. Um, I love that it's a bit of mystery, a bit of adventure. The time period is, uh, one of my favorite time periods. I am, uh, not quite 70% Irish myself and am from the Boston area. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And one of the things that they asked you to do was to go to the website and where you can actually see uh, a bit. Is it the whole of that first six issues, Madeline? It's, it's the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the full six issues are on the website that you can, you can read it online. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so reading that, seeing the art, 
It was very different from any other audio drama project which I've done. One of the things that that I love about this that's different from other audio dramas I've been in is that there is already an established world. When you're doing other voiceover work, um it can be very like, okay, here's your part, just record your part. Um or sometimes you're filling in for someone who had to leave the project and you're trying to match your voice. Uh but this one <sighs> I I'm still grateful. I'm aware that Madeline has been living with the character of Caitlin for a long time and it's it's an honor to try to embody her, but it's also such a gift to have all this um background that I can read and study the character and get to know her uh so that even the things that are just referenced or hinted at or are going to come in future um graphic novels we all as a cast can sort of do the hints and and the background and the subtext because we know what the story has been we know where the story goes we know where we are in this world um so it's very exciting and it's very unlike any other audio drama i've done um and it's it's beautiful <laughs> yeah we we were really fortunate too to have you know eddie louise and chip involved uh because Uh, Chip Chip is a bit he's really nice but he's a bit of a taskmaster and I mean I know that I wanted to direct some of the episodes but it was pretty clear to me that I needed to shadow him more so I just said you go just go ahead and and finish up the 8 episodes cuz I I myself need to learn more um cuz I'm learning a ton from him but he well they have a very specific way of doing things that uh I learned is not really the norm uh for these kinds of projects and uh first of all when we brought the the finalists together uh we brought them all to uh Eddie Louise set up a, a Zoom meeting and breakout rooms and then we would rotate the the Caitlins and the Samuels and the Granvilles around so they would all play off each other so we as the production team could see how they sounded and responded to each other um who responded well to direction um and you know the balance of voices and then when we made our our final our final cut what uh what we did or rather what Chip and Eddie Louise set up um was we got onto Zoom again we so people could see each other and play off of one another did uh run throughs with chip giving directions so they could get notes and then we all moved over to Zencaster and did just a complete run through and then what chip did would pull out say like Emily's voice for the track and send that to her so when she was recording she could hear her cast mates and res- and be able to play off of them and so he did that for everybody for all the major cast members. Uh not the walk-ons of course. That was in- and I I think that really helped you. I I would assume that would. That was incredible because again with other audio dramas um you might have a read through with the whole cast there. Um not always though. And so sometimes you're just recording your lines you have no idea what anyone else sounds like and then you just like send it into the void and 
hope that the editor can put it all together. But this was much more of a theatrical experience, even though we crossed many different time zones. Um, and it reminded me very much, actually, of how the audio dramas are done in England, where they will get everyone into a single room, and therefore they are playing off each other live. So Chip having this method where he would record us all together live and then send you the file just without your voice in it. So you're listening and you're still responding to your castmates and to the choices they're making. Um, and you get a sense of who they are so that you can, you know, you, you bond as a cast and you yeah. get to know each other's ticks in the way they'll probably say the line. And it makes such a difference. It makes such a difference. Um, yeah. And I think it makes it a stronger I definitely think it makes it stronger. And what was really encouraging to me is that we did have a couple um, pivotal roles that were just safe for one scene. Like we had like the Harbor master and um, Oh, escapes me now, <laughs> of course, uh, but it's a surprise. You'll find out when you hear it. <laughs> uh, but I think it was Rob, Rob, Rob Davis. I think it was Rob Davis or Rob Davies who came in for just that one scene. And and this was a long process. I mean, this took a couple hours. Actually, I think we we were on for almost three hours doing all of this. But even yeah. those people who had just, you know, a single scene, went, they hung out. They stayed for the whole thing and then came back. And I think they they all said we had so much fun. And, of course, it was during the pandemic. So I think people are really having fun talking to other people. And the actors were like, oh, wow, another voice actor. And they're like, they had the best time being able to interact. And we got a, a terrific, just terrific performances out of everyone. And um, uh, just as a reminder, uh, we are running a Kickstarter for this audio drama, which is going on right now. We have six more days left. Uh, we are fully funded and we're heading towards our second stretch goal. Um, but also what I want to point out is that we have two audio samples on the Kickstarter homepage for people to listen to. The first one is uh, just a small excerpt from, um, you know, from the first scene in episode one where you meet Samuel, uh, Caitlin and Granville. Um, the second one is a very charming song uh, with Emily and a young man named Ryan Hoyle, who plays Jimmy McLaren, who's a, a major supporting character. And, you know, I remember putting in the casting notices, like, just be able to carry a tune. That's all I really care about. You know, just enough so, it, you know, no, it's not like fingernails on chalkboard, right? <laughs> I'd be happy with that. So, of course, Chip being Chip said, no, I want you to harmonize and no, I want this and no, I want that. And and Emily and Ryan delivered in spades. So I can't tell you the gist of, of why this song is being sung, because that's a huge spoiler. <laughs> but you will if you listen to it, it starts out very rough and then comes together very strong at the end with harmonization. And, and there's actually a point to all that. Um, but like I said, that's a spoiler, so I can't give it. But <laughs> but the point is, Emily and Ryan are just 
superlative singers and listening to them was like, it will give you chills when you listen to this. So, um, I got way beyond my wish of like, just be able to carry a tune. <laughs> like, oh my God, they're so good. I can't believe this. Yay. You know, it was, it was very uh -huh. exciting. Um, I also want to say for anyone who's a fan of the graphic novel that one of the things in turning it over from visual to audio um, was the question of like, you know, when you read the comic book, for example, and I'll just talk about Caitlin in this case, um, you know, she'll it's it's visually she'll have, you know, oh, I'm feeling or seeing um, spirits, things like that. And because there are no visuals in this, um, I was so glad to have um, Madeline and the whole creative staff there, but because it's a question of, okay, what does this sound, you know, what does something that's usually visual and is only happening in someone's head um, sound like? How can we get the sense of this spirit world um, like without visuals? Um, so it was very neat to sort of come up with an audio uh, landscape for everything um, as well as I'm also very excited personally um, I like how Madeline did the exposition uh, because I kept thinking <laughs> <laughs> which which is a big compliment because uh, as they say in that that great piece of cinema uh, the great Muppet caper it's exposition it has to go somewhere um, but what what was so cool is I kept thinking of my little nephew who's about 12 years old who wants to be an inventor and here's actual um, steampunk science stuff in the real world with a real historical character of Granville Woods. Um, and so you, you end up getting so much, you get story, but you also, I, like I went and did a bunch of Wikipediaing after that um, because I wanted to know more. <laughs> so um, as well as just personally, I think, you really drew out beautifully the um, the difficulties of the Irish uh, at the turn of the century, you know, which is stories that I've heard from my own, uh, you know, of my ancestors and what they've gone through. Um, so I thought that was beautifully drawn. Um, and, uh, and again, a piece of history that could easily be forgotten. So. Yeah, well, I, I'm actually part Irish too, so yeah from way back I'm I'm an all-american mutt but yeah part of that's Irish right right right, right. we have mp3 downloads uh, for 22 bucks you can get uh, mp3 download of all eight episodes um, they should be done January February of next year uh, that's chip is actually supposed to deliver the first pass of episode one to me sometime this weekend and once we get, we've already worked out a lot of the little things like the music and the themes and everything. You know, once that's done, the rest is going to be a lot easier for him because it's just, okay, this is settled, this is settled, this is settled. And, and it'll be like little, little stuff after that. Um, we also have a very cool flash drive, which I looked everywhere for. It's, it's not actually from an American clipper ship because a ghost ship is an American clipper ship. Uh, but it's a oval wooden flash drive with uh, it'll the image of an American clipper ship will be on it along with the ghost ship on the other side. Um, Alejandro Lee, who you probably know, Tyler, 
uh, did the artwork for that. We will also have a five disc CD set available. Uh, it'll be available in a jewel case, plus both digital and physical copies of the uh, trade paperback and the four sequels along with the other prose books. So, and there are digital packages and physical packages, whatever suits, suits people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me, Emily C.A. Snyder, just like the pretzel, but no relation. Um, if you put that into, gosh, Twitter, there is a TikTok, but I never use it. Um, Emily C.A. Snyder official or Emily C.A. Snyder dot info. And you'll be able to find me on all the things. Feel free to connect. And you can find me at bostonmetaphysicalsociety.com, on Facebook, Boston Metaphysical Society Comic, Twitter, M. Holly Rosing, Instagram, M. What is it? M MCH or M. Holly One, I think it is. I, I use Instagram mainly for fun. Uh, and But if you <laughs> go to Kickstarter, uh, you just type in the ghost ship or Boston Metaphysical and, and it should come right up. <laughs> 